Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good afternoon from the Row Crop Short Course in Starkville. We have with us another one of our platinum sponsors this afternoon, which is Advanced Drainage Systems. We have Darla Huff and George Goodwin. It's happy to see you all this afternoon. Good to be here. Glad to be here. And we really appreciate the sponsorship. I mean, that's something I think we probably don't talk about enough. We appreciate you all being here. We appreciate the generous sponsorship because without it, we wouldn't be able to put on this meeting. Agreed. Yeah, we hope y'all are getting value out of being here too. It's good to see you, Darla. So <clears throat> Darla and I have worked together and at least in the same halos over the years and in various different things. Tell us about Advanced Drainage Systems. So we... Uh, Advanced Drainage Systems was born in agriculture, but it has taken a pretty big lean into the commercial market. So it's water management for construction, essentially, residential airports, um, retail. If, if it's a construction site, we're there. Um, but additionally, from a water management perspective for agriculture crops, we help take water off of the field. It's a conservation practice, um, heavily, heavily used right now in the Midwest and because of my work in rice, you know, when, back in the day, whenever you and I were um, very involved in that, in that piece, you know, flooding rice or rice needing to be soupy in order to get the correct weed control. Um, one of the questions I had whenever I started working here was, if I can pull water off, surely we can put it back on. So that kind of led us down the road of um, why don't they use drainage in the south, in the southern uh, farming states, especially because of the amount of precipitation that we have down here in comparison to the Midwest. Um, and crop indemnity payments for excessive moisture are insane. Just just thinking about Mississippi and Arkansas alone. So that's kind of where we started. We started doing some trial work um, with two farmers, one in Alabama, one in Arkansas, and then obviously we're doing some stuff with state, but not to, we can't talk about the research that we're doing with the state yet, but the stuff that we're doing with the farmers, we just had our third successful year with Matt. Um, I asked him to give me his worst Sharky clay field. So, because if I can, if I can drain your worst, if we can improve your worst, then we know to work on your best. And so he gave us a field that hadn't had been able to uh, grow beans since 2015. And his acre, I mean, his, um, bushels off that field that year was 55 in our first year with uh drainage on the field he planted flat so he he doesn't have to plant his beans on beds anymore because if if the drainage is going to do its job and it's going to keep those feet wet they won't be in excess moisture so he's planting his beans flat he got a 10 bushel bump so uh, last year he got 65 bushels an acre and then this year he hit 89 so the only thing he's changed on that field was he added the, the drainage and we're subsurface irrigating. So instead of he's not irrigating with poly, he's irrigating through the drain tile and we're managing the water table based off of we pull the water off when the water table gets too high and then we put it back on whenever the water table gets too low. That's important, especially since water is such an important situation in the southern United States from an irrigation standpoint. And then as you pointed out, Darla, that taking water off of some of these field situations where the water table is too high uh, and I'm assuming that's what George is here to talk about, is the research that you all do. Because So how we do it, how do you pull the water off of a flat, you know, the ditches aren't deep. So that's where our lift stations come we into play. We use lift stations, all right? So you're talking about a 48-inch basin, and then you'll have storage on the side of it, like the one job we did had 120 feet of 24-inch running horizontally uh, in the field, so it would have more storage. And it gets to a certain level, and then it pumps it out 
pumps it out over a levee, and it takes the water off the field. And it's really simple, and we use it a lot up in the Midwest, and there's a lot of places that are much bigger, much more expanse, and they just started doing it and making these basins, and it's just moved farther and farther south, and it's really taken over a big chunk of Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee right now. So then where does that water go? I mean, what's the design for downstream of that water uh, you know, you're, it, you're from the basin? Your pipe can only be a certain depth, but your ditch is only going to be – you're only as good as the depth of your ditch. So you can't drain three-foot deep pipe in the ground to a two-foot ditch. So it stores inside that lift station and then shoots it off and then shoots it into that two-foot ditch. Okay. Think about it. It's like a sump pump. It's okay. a sump pump. Pushing water out over, and because that was the biggest question, like how are you going to how are you going to get the water off when the outlet is going to be the same level as my ditch? And like we're going to take it up and over. And Matt even had I don't know if you guys recall this year they had um, he had eighteen inches of water sitting on his on our trial field. He called me flipping out uh, right after he planted it. He's like I I don't know what I'm going to do because the water backed up from the um, stream, not the stream, but the the body of water that it, it empties into got backed up, and so then it pushed into the field. And it was off his field within 40 hours. All that water was off within 40 hours, and he did not have to replant, and then he got 89 bushels. So uh, we know the drainage is working. Um, now we want to see what it's doing to the soil. Can you improve? Because sharky clay is so rich in nutrients, but very rarely do they get to use them, it seems, because it's either too wet or it's too dry. Yeah, there's not a lot of middle ground with the – Clay soil in the Delta. I mean, it's there's a there's a fine line between too wet and too dry. That, that's a fact. Well, I'm going to make you um, your mind kind of flip. If right. I if I have it my way, and this will take us some research to figure this out. And I don't even know if it's possible, but we designed that field because you rotate beans to rice. So we designed that field because I want to see if we can flood rice from the ground up. So not like heavy flood, but can we get that water table high enough? The design says it can high enough to saturate that ground enough to grow rice on it and still get the weed control that you want <clears throat> that you usually use water for. And our calculations right now, Matt's using 65% less water than he would have um, through irrigating through poly. But again, we're still figuring this stuff out. You know, I need, I want a lot more data year over year before I sit and say, this is a hundred percent going to, last forever type of thing the rice i mean you're right that's you got me thinking i'm, I'm envisioning what that looks like i mean i i think it would work tom's throwing up in his mouth a little bit because he's seeing blast just running rampant uh. <laughs> we need to make sure we choose the right yeah yeah that's the a right fact. cultivar that's, in that particular be situation job, job one with that well, we do want to replicate these trials with the university, obviously. Yeah, so, I mean, you think about, and I'm not even going to comment on the, the fertilizer because a group of people somewhere would call me a, an idiot for even commenting. But, yeah, the herbicide, I think that would work. I mean, I think it would I think it would incorporate it. I've never done that. The closest thing I can envision is, you know, sub-irrigating pots in the greenhouse, which is a big step from a, a you know, a flat, a tray in the greenhouse to a, a a sharky clay rice field, but I think it would work. Tom, you got a you got a comment? <laughs> Back me up. <laughs> I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, you've just 
you haven't completely changed the system. You've just changed how you're getting the water into the system. As it, I understand it. it correct. It. If the water, if the quantity of water is adequate for that soil to be anaerobic, then all rice things, you know, things is a bad word, but everything should be in play, right? I mean, if it's anaerobic, because that's what you, that's one of the hallmarks of rice production is anaerobic soil. And it's, this has never been even looked at before, and I am not a scientist. So yeah, no, we're just spitballing. I'm like, a, hey, here's my idea. Can somebody put it into play? And so and that takes, the interesting thing is no one at our company has done this. So it's putting our engineers together with people that understand the herbicides on beans, on rice, on corn, and putting, how, what does that relationship look like in the soil down here? Because it is not the same as soil in the Midwest. I know y'all have, don't y'all have some stuff out in Mississippi? Mm-hmm. So I guess describe some of that to us, you know, successes that you've had, you know, in our state. Cotton. Um, cotton is, you know, just like corn doesn't like white feet. And it just, it really responds well. We've had people tell us that they've, every year their bales just get better and better. They get a 30% bump. And, we, you know, we like to say 30% is the average bump you're going to get on, on uh, corn and beans. But there's no data behind cotton. And so these are um, anecdotal our, our startful trial, um, we've got three years, we'll have three years of cotton data after this year. And we, we always say it takes three years for the child to really settle and start doing its full capacity job. And Darren, um, Darren told me, he's like, we've got the best data that we've had. It looks really good this year. And I'm like, well, it's a third year, so it doesn't shock me. Um, and then we're rotating a corn next year to see what it's going to do there. Because it's more of the silty loam versus the, the sharky clay. Because, you know, we've got a trial also in Stoneville that, for subsurface irrigation um, at the farm there. We just have, we got to work out some kinks to see if it's going to do what we want it to do. Do you two think you have an increasing interest in, in drain tile and that type of work in Mississippi? You've seen an uptick in the number of people that have been interested in installing those types of systems. So that's a great question. Um, right now the installers are, we call them the traveling contractors because they're contractors that work in the Midwest and come down. Because it, there's not enough business down here for you to just say, I'm going to become a drainage contractor and install drainage contracts. So um, that's a road that is very much part of this. So, you know, got to drum up the will it work before we can go and get the people to, you know, to do the work. But I am seeing more and more. I mean, he's based out of Kentucky and he covers Tennessee, um, Alabama. And he's more and more we're seeing these farmers that have been trying to get their hands on this, but they don't know what to do. And essentially, if, if a farmer has a field that they want to get drainage on or see what the best options are, what I tell them is either to, to reach out to George or they can drop us a Google Maps. It's got to be Google Maps, a Google Maps pin, and send it to us, and I'll have it designed for them so they can see what their options are and what, if they, you know, if they're wanting to put the money into it and things like that. And it'll give them the design in order to what, that, what is best for that farm. So it's not just randomly going out and laying you know, hundreds of feet of hundreds and thousands of feet of pipe. It's it's strategic. It's called it's a pattern tile drainage to make sure that you're getting the best out of your ground. Where does someone go to get information on advanced drainage systems and get in touch with y'all? Adspipe.com. And I'm assuming there's contact information for both y'all on there. Yep, you just select your state, and then it'll point you in the right direction. And I have our I have our website set up to where if it's a southern state, um, it goes to somebody on my team. Even since we don't have active agriculture salesmen down here, we have commercial salesmen down here. 
um, to make sure that they're getting in the right direction. They'll make it to us. Well, thank you all so much. And, and again, can't thank you enough for the sponsorship uh, for the short course. Uh, <clears throat> again, and we hope you all get some value out of being here and interacting with you know, potential customers that you might have in the future. Absolutely. It's a great turnout. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.